0: Washed up sports podcast. Washed up sports podcast. Washed up sports What's going on? 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 What's going on guys? What's going on guys? Welcome back to a Washed up Sports Podcast. This is episode 43. My name is Evan Klein and I'm glad to be joined alongside my co-host Max Lindley.
1: What's going on people? Welcome back. For another edition of washed up sports podcast we're on a little hiatus we're glad to
0: be back episode 43 coming at you right now absolutely we are an authentic sports commentary from the perspective of two washed up athletes so max going back a little bit no episode last week but we did a live stream instead on Instagram, and um, and that was awesome. We have Pick'em to catch up on. You're up by a score of six to three right oh, yeah. now it's um, comeback season dating back to dating back a while so we're we're up to date now max is up 6-3 um going a little bit into the week six of what happened in around the nfl um you know i have to start off so today's tuesday we're recording but you know on that monday night game we had bills titans um And, you know, Sean McDermott at the end, they had fourth and one, uh, you know, in the red zone and um, decided to go for the QB sneak. Josh Allen slipped, couldn't get it. And you know people are criticizing you know do you go for it there do you kick it to tie the game and go to overtime you know i think with Josh Allen one of the best running quarterbacks in the league you got to go for it I, I don't i don't hate that play call um but that just sucks if you're a bills fan because that's not how you want to lose a game after after an entire game that's the worst way to lose a game didn't you just have a feeling that 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 game was the titans game like
1: I just had a feeling it was going to be the Titans' week. They got their ass kicked—not their ass kicked, but they got beat by the Jets a couple of weeks ago. They like haven't found their stride. They got both the receivers back. You have Julio making an insane catch on the sideline. Um, you, you know, I just, it just kind of felt like the Titans were going to get a W, and it, it was wild the way they did. But they they did get a W.
0: Yeah, they did. Um, and um, and I know, like after that Derrick Henry run, I was like, which was like, one? the the long one the one that went all yeah, the way i, to the first I know touchdown. i was just saying he he had a bunch of long runs last night yeah no he went off but yeah. the thing is after that touchdown run i was like i was like yeah i think the titans are gonna hang around in this one like originally going into it, i was like i had a, i thought the bills were gonna go in there and you know get a nice easy win but it didn't it, it was not that way at all um so you know that that's interesting. You know, maybe humble the Bills up a little bit. You know, they were they felt like the king for a little bit. So um, maybe humble them up a little bit and see what happens. Because I I mean I think that that obviously the AFC East. I mean I'm I'm pretty confident that the Bills are going to win the AFC East. Um, but it's either the Bills or the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I don't think the Patriots are going to beat the Bills twice. Or um, I, I think the Patriots have a shot at beating the Bills just because of the way that
1: they play. Um, defensively, we we get into this when they play. Um yeah. and I, I think they play in a couple weeks, but um, yeah, I I, th- I think it'll be a good matchup, Patriots Bills this year.
0: Yeah, I just don't uh, the way the Patriots have been losing a lot of close games. I just don't know if we have, you know, everything that it takes to you know win more games than they than they are winning. I feel like they're they're well, just like a here's complete the thing. team right now.
1: Here, here's the thing that I've noticed: we play up. To better teams and we play down to worse teams we play at the level of the other team and that's that's a problem because like you the bad teams you want to fucking dominate and that's like a telltale sign of like a good team if you're able to dominate bad teams yeah exhibit a
0: was the houston game
1: yeah they played down to them i mean and then you look at tampa like they they played against tampa and they were stride for stride they play against dallas stride for stride
0: you know right that's right, yeah, absolutely. So, um, last but thing, it, kind of. Oh, what were you gonna say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just wanted to touch on Derek Henry. I mean, he he's just sure. the second year in a row we're saying it. He should be in the MVP discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. three tutties over 150 yards. I think he had over 100 yards in the first in, since week two. He's had over 150 yards a game. Like it's it's insane. He's on pace to hit 2K.
0: Yeah, I mean he he is. Absolutely special, and you know, I, I wish that like him in the MVP discussion would be taken more seriously because but it's quarterbacks. You know, it's just quarter, you know. I think, I think if the if the season was, you know, was getting ready to end. I mean, it's been a small sample size. We're not even halfway through. But um if, if it was to end, if it was to end the way that things are going right now, who who would your MVP be? Let's do like a way too early prediction from Max.
1: Way too early. I definitely say Derrick Henry. Okay, it's it's got to be Derrick Henry. Um. Either Derek Henry or Dak Prescott.
0: Ooh, that's a sneaky pick right there. I like yeah. that.
1: Dak's gonna win MVP.
0: That that's but bo- da- I like Dak that. It,
1: book it. If he's healthy wow. the whole year, Dak is winning MVP.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think they're absolute. I think they're gonna pretty easily win the NFC East. Um. So you know, but I I don't want to sleep on Josh Allen right now. I don't want to sleep on him. Because, it's Dak. Just wait. Okay. Okay, I'll, just least, wait. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it right now, but I, I do want to, you know, keep Josh Allen on the radar for sure.
1: Absolutely, he's 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 like in that top three, top four, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And Lamar, um, and Lamar. Lamar
1: too. I feel like we just forget because he like it's it's like kind of the LeBron situation <laughs> where like seriously, I think I saw this on Twitter, so I don't want to say that I made this up. I saw this on Twitter. Um, it's like the LeBron situation. People are like, see LeBron. Yeah see Lamar doing ridiculous things year after year and it's just like oh that's just what LeBron does that's what Lamar does you know that's what Tiger does you know
0: Lamar's playing better right now than he did in his MVP season absolutely So that absolutely, if that that holds up, then you know who the MVP committee is going to have their work cut out for them come the end of the season. Because here's the thing about Lamar, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I I please go
1: off on a tangent. Lamar is man, you can't prep for him, you literally cannot prepare for him because no matter what you do, you're giving up something. He can literally attack you from every phase of the offense. All right. Like you, you prep for the passing game and you bring a safety over the top. What are they going to do? You have an empty box. They're going to just pound the ball down your throat. You take that safety, make it a strong safety, bring it down. You load the box, try to stop the run. What are they going to do? Hit you with a quick play action pass or just a quick slant because you don't have those guys there because you're loading the box to stop the run. You, yeah. You see absolutely. what I mean? Like I did. And then and then you have Lamar, who like At any time, literally any time, can just go. So, like a pass play can become a 40 yard run play by Lamar just because of the coverage that the defense is in. You know, so they're in man to man coverage. Everybody has a man,
0: they're not in zone. Who the fuck is going to tackle Lamar once he gets past those linebackers? Absolutely. And dude, the thing is for me, it's like J.K. Dobbins not there. Like, that would make a huge difference. But like, even. even with Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell, it's like like those guys and, they, and they, Devonta Freeman. Devonta, and Devonta Freeman had a good game the other day. Yeah, like last week, I I know like Latavius and Le'Veon both had eight carries and um both of them scored a touchdown. But it's like when you have the threat of Lamar running the way that like he's so dominant with that, it's like not even an issue to not have a good like a like star running back like or like have Dobbins out. It's like not even exactly. like a huge worry. So exactly,
1: it's like, it's like the it's like the comparison of like a team like the Patriots. Uh, I hate to tie it back, but we're getting into them next so whatever um it's like the patriots if you have a wideout that can spread the field that literally has the ability they don't even have to do it every play but has the ability and makes you bring a safety over being like holy shit we can't leave this guy one on one that opens up the entire playbook so having a guy like lamar who literally the same thing just running and passing from the quarterback perspective it's like holy shit we cannot like we can't load the box we can't have a safety up top like you literally it's impossible to play
0: defense. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh I'm I'm very impressed with what the Ravens have been doing so far. Um yeah, I mean it, it's been crazy and the last thing I want to talk about real quick before we just like discuss a little bit about the Patriots um was the Steelers and Seahawks game which was crazy. I just want to say like besides T.J. Watt is unbelievable and I'm all, I'm still all out on the Steelers. Blow that shit up because, like, Ben Roethlisberger has one foot in the freaking grave right now. I think. I think Ben Roethlisberger is absolutely brutal. Like at Steelers this point, dead. At this point, I'd. I'd maybe rather have Dwayne Haskins if I'm the Steelers, putting him in instead of Roethlis. I, I. What's I their record in, right now? Um, they have a good record, so you got to play for the
1: postseason. Then, like, I know that's what you want to see, and I'm sure there's a bunch of yinzers down there that want to see that. But, like, you can't. you got to play for the postseason.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are three and three. It, They're in last it's place still in their it's division. It's still, I know. It's, it's so, so early. early I know. It's season, so early. you got to play for the postseason. I understand that. It's just after that game, like, th- they somehow, you know, came out with a win because Geno Smith fumbled at the end. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I did not even think Geno played that bad of a game. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree. I mean, he <laughs> but, didn't he didn't play well, but he didn't play a horrible game, dude. It's literally the Najee Harris show. That's their is literally give the ball to Najee Harris and let him do whatever the hell he wants, and like that works right now because he's a beast. But and short passes to the yeah. they have good receivers too, which sucks. Like yeah, I mean Juju's out for the season, but Deontay Johnson is is great little player. Deontay um, Johnson's gonna be a number one. Their offensive line's not not the best. Yeah, you got it, the pouncy twins who retired the last year. Yeah, so, you know, mm, I don't know. I'm I'm not in on the Steelers right now. I'm the, out on the Steelers. Next year is going to be a bad year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, when's Ben going to hang it up, man? I'm hoping next year just for like Steelers fans.
0: Yeah, you know, Dude, if it because like you saw guys like Rivers do it at the right time. You know what I mean? I think Rivers yeah. did it at the, at the right time. And like all these guys, you see guys who do it at the right time. Then you see guys who don't
1: go who, out like. Don't go out like
0: Breeze. (laughs) I was going to say Brett Favre.
1: (laughs) Don't go out like Breeze and Favre throwing like (laughs) so many picks in your last season and like just not looking like your former self. Yeah. You know, I get that. And I think that's when Brady will hang it up too. Dude, did you see what he said about like. He, was like, oh, he yeah, said he can I- play until like fifty-five. <laughs> I don't buy that shit. Get out of here. It's like, and it won't be at because- some point. At some point, you're gonna just get like fucking your bone just snapped in half. Like it's gonna happen, and you're just gonna be like, oh, I don't want to play football after that.
0: Yeah, that he's, and he was like, I don't even think it's because of you know the physical effects. I think it's because of not being able to family. spend time with my family. So I was like, Geez, yeah. oh my god, no, but, I, don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, but anyway, is there anything you wanted to go over last before we get into picks? I know we have a couple other Let, things. To let's get just get into. into picks. Let's just okay. get into picks. Yeah, so week seven picks. We're gonna go. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about these next games, and we have Bengals versus Ravens as our first game. Uh, Max, take us away. I I will say Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow,
1: and the Cincinnati Bengals are legit. That they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're going to be there in that AFC North. You know, they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Um, But as we said before, I mean, Lamar is unstoppable. I don't think, I mean, think about it this way you've had much better defenses play the Ravens, Mm -hmm. i.e., the Broncos, and get slaughtered. Yeah. There's no shot the Bengals' defense is keeping up with this Ravens team. I, I just don't see it. So the only way that 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 the Bengals win this game is if Joe Burrow goes out there and throws four TDs, five TDs, and you get Joe Mixon going a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, with that being said, I'm going to stick with the Ravens. Yeah. So am I. I. I think I'm I'm with you, dude. I'm really in on the Bengals right now. I think yes. Burrow's been great. I think Jamar Chase is, will probably be Rookie of the Year. Um, and has I think, a chance for sure. Yeah. And I think if not Mac
1: Jones, <laughs> I hope. Uh He's having a really good year. Like statistically, he's having a really
0: good year for a rookie quarterback. Very efficient for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Jamar Chase would be my pick for rookie of the year, just like going forward. I think that Joe Mixon's been really good. um, But I just think that the Ravens are going to be too much, especially after seeing that Chargers game. I was like, I think this is going to be a great game. And they fucking embarrassed the Chargers so i think that was just like so convincing i think that the the bengals in terms of like talent and skill are kind of chargers-esque so i think that um that i think they're on the same level so i think that the Ravens will do to them what they probably did to the chargers. So I I think the chargers have a much better defense than the Bengals too. No. Yeah. I mean, that's not even, yeah, that's just like a fact I feel like right now, but but at the same time, the Bengals could just come to play. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Just like they did against the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago. Right. Everybody thought the Jags were going to get their first one. Next up Eagles Raiders, you know where I'm sticking on this one. You got Raiders. Raiders. I'm going to take the Eagles Raider nation all the way. Um, Honestly all the Eagles wins haven't really impressed me. Me neither, but I just feel and like And then you get rid so of Zach Ertz. Due.
0: He wasn't doing much anyways. It's true. I feel like he wasn't I
1: guarantee he'll have such a good like season in Arizona.
0: Dude, Arizona is so good right now. Yeah, but I'm only undefeated team still. Yeah, that's right. right. I'm just going to I'm I'm going with the Eagles just cuz I, I don't know. I think they're due and I think they're going to come and play a, a desperate game. So we got Falcons, Dolphins. Um, Falcons, Dolphins.
1: This is two bad teams. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna go with the Dolphins though. I do. I, I like the way that Jalen Waddle has been playing. I like. Um, I like that Tua is back. Hopefully he can. He sucked last. Stay week. healthy.
0: Dude, he's hurt still. He's definitely hurt still. Yeah, I know he is, but he sucked for that reason. I'm taking the Falcons because I just think that he's not ready to play, and I think he's still going to play. I, Waddle, you're right, unreal. I really like Waddle. Um, yeah, but for the he's Dolphins, really like, stepping it up first
1: couple of weeks. Like, yeah. everybody was like, "Is he going to really fit in?" Dude, Gaskin They're, was supposed yeah, to is. be like
0: something special this year. He's not doing anything. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think that the Falcons will find a way to win this game. Personally, um, Calvin Ridley will probably be back as well. So. All right. So next up, we got Saints and Seahawks. The the fighting Geno Smiths against uh, Jameis Winston and friends. Saints are going to blow out the Seahawks for this game. You're taking the Saints. I think I'm also going to take the uh, the Saints. I, I do got I do love my boy Geno Smith just because I, I I think he's funny. But um, <laughs> I think it's funny to root for Geno Smith. But I like my I, boy Jameis Winston. Yeah, he's he's good. I think so. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Saints as well there. And then lastly, we got Chiefs Titans, a Chiefs team that you know has not really looked the same. You know, until the fourth quarter, they were pretty you know knotted up with the Washington football team this week, and then they really f- blew them out in the fourth quarter. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, tell me what you're thinking on Chiefs Titans. Titans coming off a big win. You're picking this game first, buddy. Yeah, that's fair. I. I oh my god. Uh,
1: I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna do it. All right, I'm I'm gonna go with the Titans and Derek Henry.
0: Oh I was basically I, I, I gonna pick. I don't hate. I don't hate. That I was pick. gonna
1: pick whatever you didn't pick.
0: This is a big week for Pickham. We have a lot of different picks this week. So score we wise, this is gonna be big. You can make a comeback, tie it up this week. I yeah, think. this is gonna this is gonna be huge for me. I I need these three. I need them. Yeah. Simply put. Simply put, you know, but uh. Yes. So that's Pick'Em, everyone. Um, you know, good to good to have that back. Always keeps things interesting. So before we get into our interview today, we, um, our interview today is with Andrew Rappelier. He is class of 2023 tight end at Milton Academy in Massachusetts. Um, you know, a lot of power five offers for college. Got to catch up with him, talk about, uh, you know, his season and uh, um, his recruiting process and everything like that so far. So we're going to get a quick word in from our sponsor before the interview now. Today's episode is brought to you by The Daily Scoop. Daily Scoop is the premier dog walking and pet sitting service in Bergen County, located in Glen Rock. Daily Scoop provides service not only to Glen Rock, but to several surrounding towns as well. They ensure that you are getting the best possible care for your pets while you cannot be with them. From the simple dog walk to daycare at The Daily Scoop, they have you covered. And if you need to leave town to visit your family or friends for the weekend, have no fear. Daily Scoop offers pet sitting services as well. Inquire for more at www.thedailyscoop.com. That's Scoop with a K at www.thedailyscoop.com scoop.com here's max with their instagram daily scoop
1: llc check him out scoop with k
0: we are now happy to be joined by andrew rappel yay he's a tight end for milton academy andrew thanks so much for being here today man
2: awesome happy to be here
0: Great. So we're just going to get into a little interview, you know, talk about a few things football related. So, you know, you didn't start high school at Milton Academy. Um, You know, for you played your first two seasons at Lords uh, back home uh, near where you're from in Millbrook, New York. Um, You know, take me back to the beginning of your high school career. And then, you know, ultimately what led to you ending up at Milton and uh, why that went down.
2: So uh, I remember going into Lords uh, playing for coach Brian Walsh, uh, pretty well-known guy in the area. So, it was uh, really high hopes. We had a uh, sophomore year was good. Uh, it was a little young group of guys. So we were we were pretty good. And it was something I knew I, I really enjoyed playing in that offense and playing at that school. But I kind of started to look around to other schools my sophomore year and looking to prep somewhere just because of the way my dad went to school. He went to Canterbury after Lords and um it was always in a plan to go to prep school so sophomore year passes and well COVID happens obviously and junior year is up in the air and so we it ends up happening but by then i'm i'm set i'm going to milton academy and all my all my buddies my friends they all they all are happy for me so there was when i made that decision some people were weren't in support of it which i totally understand because you know i was leaving uh and uh, i like to think that i made a pretty solid impact at lord's so some people weren't happy with that but um it was the best interest it was in my best interest to be going to uh, somewhere else and uh i still played my junior year By with covid everyone on that team knew i wasn't going to be there after that and we still played hard we, it was great three games we got to play and then I'm really grateful for that I had lords to help me shape, like shape into my, what I am now. So, uh, and then now I'm at Milton and uh, it's a great group of guys. I mean, we all, all these kids work their tails off. They work to be the best every day. And I see us going pretty far this season, I think.
0: That's awesome. Like a really
2: great group of guys. Yeah
0: that's awesome absolutely yeah um so you know taking a step back way back to when you first started getting into football you know tell me a little bit about what made you fall in love with the game and you know when did you decide that football is something I want to take seriously
2: so I was really a basketball player growing up I mean I played football too obviously uh my mom who she played a little bit of professional basketball across seas and uh that was just something that I I really found It was like really interesting to me and that was what really made me push for basketball at first and then i started to see when i i hit about six four um i realized that i was never going to be that six six guy to be a basketball player and i started to play like i started to fall in love with the game of football because i realized that i have a gift like that with given the size not a lot of people get to six four and I mean, given that opportunity, I thought that I could make it be a pretty solid football player. And I, it was in my, it's in my blood too. My dad played football in college. And um, I, it was probably, it was my sophomore year uh, at Lords. I was, I wasn't even, I wasn't six, four. Yeah, I was about six, two and a half. And I was playing tight end, undersized, a smaller kid. And, but I was, I was doing pretty well. And that was when I started to realize in my brother being, Who's a athlete at Wake Forest plays football there. Um, that was something that inspired me too, and then I started. That's when I really started to get into football. But uh, and and then, to be quite honest, my junior year, with COVID, I, I didn't. I never thought of myself as that level of player that I could play power five football. I never thought. I never really trained like that until my junior year when right before COVID hit. I was like, okay, like, it's it's junior year now. Like, you either got to step it up or you're going to miss a shot. And I started, I worked really hard with my buddy, my best friend, Charlie Mulally. I worked really hard with him. And me and him, like, he's at Pennie School, doing great now, actually. And uh, me and him, like, we really worked at it to get to where we wanted to be. And COVID, after that junior COVID year, everything just, schools just started to pour in. And uh, yeah, it just blew blew my mind. Yeah, honest, but that's awesome. So now it's, it's different. Now I have a mentality where like, I'm working as every day is like a grind now and to get to be as good as I possibly can. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, um, so tell me a little bit about you know Milton's season so far. You guys are sitting at five and zero, top of the league. Um, You know, tell me a little bit about what the season's been like, and, and you know what's led to this success that you guys are seeing so far.
2: So we're actually four and zero. Four and zero. Okay, I, I we, missed. I missed. Yeah. I
0: missed one. Okay, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, no,
2: no. We're, we're uh, we're four and zero, and we've been playing the instant change and. In, uh, being at Millen was the level of play. You know, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to, towards Lords. it's just being at a prep school league The in ISL is it's the league where kids are we they school they get recruited by the schools to be a, for academic reasons and to play football. But so the kids here, I mean, I can't even say uh, our first week one was against Brooks School, which is uh they had uh, linemen going to Colgate and uh, I mean, it was. They were, they were solid, really good group of guys, a good good team, and we we ended up uh, we won that game by a good bit. Uh, I don't even remember what it ended up being, and that was when we all started to. It was an eye opener for all of us. I mean, we knew that like we have about we have probably fifteen kids, close to fifteen kids who I can see playing college football, not at all different levels, and that's impressive because yeah. I mean. College football at any level is is college football, and um, but I definitely noticed the, the change in play. I was playing with more kids that I felt like higher level, much higher level athletes, and the the bro, the bond between the team it was instant. I mean, when I, I I didn't know how it fit, and when I got here, I mean, it was instantaneous. Like we were all we are all, all getting along great, and on the football field, chemistry was there. My quarterback Jake Voltslag, great guy, a very good quarterback too. And uh, we're now sitting at four zero. We took down Lawrence Academy, um, Saint Sebastian School, and we just beat their academy. And they all have—I mean, if you do your research—and they all have players who are going to be probably playing on. who are all going to be playing on TV. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been great, and I'm. I'm hoping we can keep it up.
0: Yeah. We're I'm not, not, not slowing down yeah. now. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, man. So, you know, getting a little bit into the recruiting process. So, you know, tell me so far, so far about how that process has been for you. What's that been like? Um, you know, you mentioned a little earlier about, you know, things were up in the air with your COVID season and everything. Tell me a little bit about how maybe that impacted it and uh, you know, football for you. So yeah, just like get into that a little bit for me.
2: So uh, I mean, Wake, Wake. my first school that had really recruited me was Wake Forest, where my brother, as I said before, plays. Mm-hmm. So I always, Wake Forest is a very good, like, I mean, they're like, right now, they're six and or they're seven and oh, they're either six and or seven and oh. Yeah, newly ran. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it was a really, it was when they started to recruit me. I mean, I was really like, that was when I saw that things were going to start to hopefully pick up. My recruiting was going to start to, I mean, I, the way I, I witnessed how, I saw how it went, went down with my brother. And once one came, they just all started to pile up and not just pile up. I mean, the recruiting just get hectic, And, but at the time, I mean, it was small, like small little letters and uh, little edits and stuff like that from Wake. And um, that was throughout like my like junior, the end of my junior COVID season. but. I mean, going like, lead like I said, leading up to that, I really wasn't, I trained, I trained really, I, I mean, like I said, I trained really hard, but I'll, I never really thought of myself that I, I didn't have that confidence that I was that level of player. And when I got, when it started to pick up, that's when I really started to see, I was like, okay, I mean, comp, like just got to, I was just started to build confidence in myself. And I mean, I think it's the greatest thing I ever did. So,
0: yeah, but. no doubt. So, you know, twenty four seven sports rank you as a top twenty five tight end in the country in the class of twenty twenty three. You know, tell me a little bit about you know what comes with that, what what it's like to be honored in that way, and and how it feels to be you know recognized for your on field accomplishments.
2: Um. So I don't rankings are rankings. I mean, you can see them how you want to. Uh, I don't even. I I tried to. I. I'm trying to stay humble about it, of course. My parents raised me to be that way. And um, I I just, I I, I have the mentality that every game when I step on the field, that ranking doesn't mean anything to me because I'm going to play the hardest. And, you know, in my mind, I'm the best player on that field every single time. So rankings nationally, they can say what they want to say. I mean, but I mean, we'll see it all. This is high school now. College is when it really gets big. So yeah man but, I mean I but it's also at the same time you, I look at it like that but I'm also very appreciative that I'm being recognized in that way So yeah. I mean cuz that's like that's a big deal
0: yeah, 100% a big deal, no doubt. So, you know, you were talking a little bit about your brother who, you know, went to Wake Forest. So, you know, he also went to Milton Academy, um, you know, and you, uh, you have an offer from Wake Forest. You said they're one of the first to come along. Um, you know, has your brother helped you through the recruiting process at all? And like having been in that place before, like, has has there kind of been like a bond there for him, like helping you out with the, the, the process? And uh, m- maybe any uh, family persuasion towards Wake Forest coming from him? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, for sure, and my mom, who I'd also my mom played at Virginia too, and that was my the second school to follow right after Wake. So, but the relationship with my brother only got stronger since it. I mean, because it was something that me and him had talked about since we were kids. uh He, I mean, it kind of happened. The same thing happened to him. Nine, like early in high school, it clicked that he could really he could make something of himself, and um that's when, like, when I started to realize that our relationship only got stronger. And I, I vividly remember when I was on Zoom with tight ends coach at Wake Forest, when I got offered my first scholarship, my brother was right there. And it was like, we just hugged him. And it was like, like we did it, like, cause he's there and that's something that I've dreamt of my whole life. It, I I dreamt of it in either basketball or football, but it came yeah. in football and I'm just very appreciative of it. And, and uh, my family, believe it or not, yeah, they're they love they love Wake Forest. They do. But they're they don't push me in really any direction. They know that there's gonna be the school is gonna feel right when I'm there. And um so really they're just saying take my time and my process. I'm setting some official visits. Not not yet. I'm gonna set up some official visits after this season to really deepen my give me an idea of where I wanna be. And so they're really open to anything right now. Uh, but I can say with confidence that it's going to be somewhere where I'm going to get not, I'm going to get the most out of school and football.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, student athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I had to ask as I'm, I'm a big Rutgers fan. I'm from New Jersey. So, you yeah. know, I had to ask about my boy coach, Greg Shiano, you know, tell me a little bit of maybe about any conversation you've gotten to have with uh, coach Shiano, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on him because, you know, I've heard he's an absolutely electric guy.
2: So Chiano, I mean, he's a great, dude. Uh, My, I can say that, uh, I'm, I have a very good relationship with Rutgers going right now and, uh, Coach Chiano's energy is unlike anything I've seen for sure, but, uh, (laughs) especially through the text, but, uh, so I get like, he sends the edits and the stuff like that. And I really appreciate it all. He asks me how I'm doing all the time. We text weekly. I, I wouldn't say weekly every other week, probably. Um, and. But, yeah, I have a good relationship with Rutgers. Uh, Nunzio Campanelli, the tight ends coach there. Yeah, of course. He's a great guy. uh, I'm close with him, too. So, uh, yeah, Rutgers. Chiano's a great dude. I can say that. I've had some personal – I met him twice, three times in person, sat down in his office, and he just tells me how he envisioned for me in that offense.
0: Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Rutgers is definitely – Rutgers, I was
2: going to say Rutgers. Rutgers is, but yeah, Rutgers is uh, at a good place in the
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I um a little story I have about Shiano. So my brother went to Rutgers. He, he my brother graduated from there, and uh we used to go to some basketball games and stuff. So right before Shiano's first season, returning back to to Rutgers football, we were at a basketball game, and at halftime, you see this guy in a suit walking out of you know the tunnel, and it's Shiano, and he just comes out and he's banging on his chest, and he's like going out there to make a speech to the entire like student body about how like he's bringing Rutgers football back. He wants you know he wants to see everyone at the games okay. and uh you know about like his plan and everything he's uh he's a crazy dude so i just uh i figured i had to you know ask you about that because i'm a big of course,
2: no yeah no he's a good he's uh i mean i i, I like what Rutgers is doing too because everyone knows when shana was there when they were in the big east they were running tightly in the country and now he's back so it's i hope it's for them Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, man. So you know, I want to ask. You know, you have so you know your list right now. You know, it's it's Wake Forest, Rutgers, Kansas, Penn State, Boston College, Temple, Tennessee, Virginia, Ole Miss, Michigan State, Colorado. You know, some really you know really competitive schools in there, and some places that you know you can't really go wrong. Places that are incredible football. You know, teams and coaches. You know, and I just want to you know get like a, a feel for how you feel, just like. To get recognized by schools like that, like how's that? How's that feel for you?
2: Uh, I mean, well, I've actually I've earned a couple more. It's just on a different uh page, so I'm actually there's a couple more schools that I've received. Which ones? Which ones are those?
0: Tell me. Tell me which ones I missed
2: on that. Uh, so hold on. I think I believe one of it goes. Hold on. I've earned West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Vanderbilt, Virginia Mm -hmm. tech, UConn, North Carolina, Louisville and Duke.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Okay. I had to get, I'm I'm happy now. I have the complete list in my head. There you go.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But um, no, so I'm, I'm talking with a lot of the, uh, I'm talking with North Carolina. I have a good relationship going with North Carolina. um, And that's one of the newer schools that I've, uh, i've received and so that's i got a good relationship with them going um boston college uh wake forest um penn state Rutgers and uh there's a couple other but i mean i would say that i'm'm I'm, I'm not getting an idea i, I don't plan on to p- picking where i'm gonna go until probably the end of spring Like guy i'm gonna give it a lot of thought because yeah absolutely
0: uh, huge decision right
2: yeah of course and um but although i mean i'm just really i mean there's it's just there are huge opportunities and i'm i'm really appreciative of it and uh i just know that wherever i'm going to end up it's going to be it's going to be good so
0: absolutely man yeah it's going to be you know it's going to be unbelievable so you know now i just want to you know wish you luck the rest of the way this season you know in the future with your decision and everything man you know you're an awesome kid and um you know, big things ahead for you. So, you know, I really just thank you so much for coming on the show and, um, you know, sitting down and talking with me a little bit about, uh, football and everything. So yeah, man, good luck. And, uh, this was awesome. Appreciate the time.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Uh, good, good uh done, well, thankful, thankful for it. Thankful for the opportunity.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Good talking with you. All right. Welcome back from that interview with Andrew Rappelier. That was awesome and uh, appreciate his time and him coming on to talk to us about, um, you know, his experience with football and, uh, you know, where he's at with all that. So uh, shout out to him for that. That was awesome. So now last segment of the day, Max, we're just going to get into some ALCS, NLCS uh, chatter over here. So I'll be honest i am be honest. I'm in tune to the ALCS.
1: I've not even paid it. I don't even, I couldn't tell you who's in that now. Wow.
0: Okay. It's been like, great. I
1: know the Dodgers are still in it.
0: Yeah, they are. They're playing the Braves. Okay, cool. <laughs> I like the Braves. I like the Braves. Um, so Braves took a, a shocking 2-0 lead actually. So the they're, uh, they won the first two games at home over the dodgers um and you know you got game three tuesday this is dropping thursday so in the, in game three on uh, on tuesday is going to be in los angeles so by thursday we'll know what happens but um i just want to discuss the heroes so far and, and the big walk off on sunday from eddie rosario which is absolutely incredible that was so awesome and it, it, it was it was crazy because Corey seager made an, a little bit of an error there and it's it's just nuts because he's such a, a great fielder and, and, and someone who's been doing it well for a really long time. So for it to happen like that in the big moment was tough for, uh, for Seager, but um, shout out to Eddie Rosario. Also got to give a big shout out to Jock Peterson, who's been, you know, pimping home runs as of late, just, you know, carrying his team through the, uh, the NLCS. So that's been awesome. Excited to see where the series goes. The Dodgers aren't going down without a fight for anybody that thought that they would, maybe were. Um, they're gonna win some games at home. It's gonna be a series. Braves really need to come out aggressive and uh, you know have that pitching uh, you know do something. So. Very interesting there. And then in terms of the ALCS, you know, Red Sox are hitting so well right now. They have three grand slams already in this series, which is the most in a playoff series in postseason history. Um, Pitching's coming together right now. You know, there was a tough game, game one loss in Houston. But, you know, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic if you're a Red Sox fan, Max. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Just to go back to the Braves, dude, what do you do about Acuna if you make it to the finals? not the finals the well, world he's, series well he,
2: he no I know, I
1: know and i know but you yeah. made it to the world series without him dude i know that wouldn't that be crazy no but then what do you do with him do you keep him yeah, and of try course. to or he, do you he, deal he, him he, and try to get other
0: stuff no nah, they're going to keep he's their best player he's, he's yeah. no
1: the, i know i know he, he's their the best thing it's thing just is, like it's an interesting situation because you get to the to, to the the NLCS without him
0: dude yeah but think about it they're already here with that team they have now and he makes them that much better that's true so that's true. so i think that's that's interesting but um but yeah so socks look, yeah, look good though socks look good you know whatever happened in the second half of the season with the red sox people were criticizing haim after the uh the trade deadline and everything throw that out the window because this playoff team is a different team they're a different team right now. The pitching has been good. They're piecing together the bullpen with starters in the bullpen, the relievers that they want to have out there. And, and they're just hitting the crap out of the ball. It's insane. And, and you know, they, they got another home game tonight they, on Tuesday, another home game Wednesday. Then this will be dropping Thursday where the Red Sox will either have won the series if they win these two, or they will be heading over to Houston for the following game. So, you know, JD Martinez has been absolutely killing it. Rafael Devers, killing it. Kike Hernandez, the hottest hitter on the planet right now. By far, the MVP of the playoffs so far. And it's not even close. It's just not even close. He's been actually incredible. He's batting 500 in this. He almost hit for the cycle the other night. Yeah. He's He's almost hit for the cycle twice. In the, yeah. He's, he's a triple away. Yep. He is killing it. Kike has been unbelievable. Thank God he's on a two year contract because, you know, otherwise this guy w- could look for some serious money after the season. So for him to, you know, have one more year with the Red Sox. Yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful for, for Kike Hernandez right now. He's been unbelievable. So i'm happy with where the red sox are at and i think you gotta just come out and you gotta hit the crap out of the ball keep doing what you're doing and you know piece together those bullpen innings because you know go go to that world series and go get it you know everybody has been trying to tell that red sox team who they are all season what they can and what they can't do and look where they're at now you know yeah i didn't even think that at one point they were going to make the playoffs after being the hottest team in baseball in the first half so last thing kind of i wanted to touch on there was um so in that first i have game some one, opinions on this yeah so on that first game one you see you know correa pimped that home run and and pointed to the watch and said it's my time started banging on his chest and all that and then yesterday you have eddie rodriguez go six strong innings three earned on on one swing to kyle tucker but um you know, sixth grade innings, and he he gets out of that sixth inning and walks to the dugout, starts pointing to the watch. You know, you know, dish it back out to Korea. You know what and, time it is, right? And then Cora absolutely flipped out on it. Yeah, Cora needs to shut the fuck up.
1: You think so? So he was Cor- absolutely. That is old school baseball shit.
0: Come on, that's
1: the same thing as like three zero. Don't swing,
0: dude. Well, listen. listen, to, the same to, thing. Listen to what I think. So the reason he did that so Cora was saying no don't do that not now Cora was saying you know don't wait don't wake up the monster at the end of the day you know once we win this series then you can say whatever you want but let's win this freaking thing first which i respect i know you think that you're all for I, that but I, I i i don't mind him saying hey let's focus on these games right now and then at the end when we beat them you can you know shove it in their face no i get it i get it it's just like
1: I I think that's stupid to be worried about Waking up the monster you know what I mean Like you guys are the monster fucking Slaughter them like don't Worry about the other team and what you're doing Like just it's time let your guys get Hype think about how deflating that is you Come to the side to the To the um dugout you're all Hype and then you see core like no No like you just fucking struck Out the the the, yeah but Cora gave him a Hug after
0: and was like no I know I know I know I know
1: it's just more like I Don't know I feel like it's it's just let him be. Let him, I understand both be. sides. I definitely understand. I do I both do too. too. I do too. I just wish Cora like when I was watching that and I saw Cora do that. I was like, Cora, stop. <laughs> it
0: like made me cringe. Yeah. I I I just Cora's been so good for the team. He, and has, he has, he, the he really has. The players really get around, you know, what he's doing. So um so yeah. But, he's and, young too, dude. Oh, yeah. I didn't is. notice how young he was. Yeah, he really is a young manager. Forty six. Yep that is young wow. for a manager max any yeah. final thoughts on uh, the alcs before we uh, wrap things up here today i don't know what's going on with chris sale my guy yeah that's a that's fair he hasn't been himself in in this playoffs for sure yeah
1: um I, I don't know i don't know what you do about that like you get into the possibly get into the world series how's your how's your starting lineup looking like your right. pitching rotation right is, is he still your your number two
0: yeah, I don't I, I can't answer that right now. It's a very good question. You know, who's going tonight? Uh, I believe it's Pavetta. I just have to double check that because as of last night, they hadn't announced a starter yet. So we are gonna wrap things up now. Um, thank you for listening to episode forty three. This has been fun. Max, final thoughts.
1: Go socks, go pats. Um I'm trying to think. Follow the Instagram, the
0: subscribe to the YouTube. There you go. You know, definitely do that. And, uh, you know, catch us next week for 44, guys. Take care. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out the rest of our channel and subscribe. Make sure to follow our Instagram and maybe consider subscribing on Patreon for our bonus content. You can only find it there. I promise
2: it will be well worth it. Thanks.